We can't wait until it works out the way we expect it to before we put our trust in him. Father, I choose to surrender. I choose to trust you. I choose to give you the reins of my life. Father, I listen to your voice and I hear what you're saying and I gladly obey. Regardless of the outcome, I trust you, Jesus. Whether it's with relationships, whether it's with finances, whether it's with jobs, my family, I choose to trust you, Jesus. I choose to take you by the hand and I choose to walk with you. And I leave the outcome up to you. Thank you, Father. Workers go on strike. And then sometimes they'll form like a, a picket line. So the people that are still wanting to go to work and not strike or uh, you know take their jobs or whatever try to keep them out <laughs> I just got this picture <clears throat> of uh, it's like there were people in this room that were trying to they are trying to get to God and they wanted to get to God they're a little intimidated by the picket line they're a little intimidated by the world and um, I just feel like there's some people in here that you feel like the world's been putting up a barricade of circumstances and financial difficulties and just people, you know, people that make it difficult for you. It's like you want to get to the Lord, but um, <clears throat> I feel like you've been standing on one side of the street and you don't really want the picket line to know that you want to go back to work, you know, because then you're a sellout, right? But um, I feel like the only way you're going to get to God is if you sell out. <laughs> and I feel like you have to say no to shame. You have to say no to other people's opinions. That's what it takes to cross the picket line. If you really want that job still, <laughs> you have to not care what anybody in that picket line thinks to be able to, to push past the, those boundaries and I feel like there's some people in here today, you just need to walk across the street, and you need to push your way through, and you need, to, you need to take your stand. It's time for you to take your stand. It's time for you to let people know where you stand. And there's something about coming out of hiding when it comes to the Lord that you'll find your strength in it. Things that used to be a question won't be a question anymore. There's a certainty that comes with the finality of choice of saying, I'm all in. There's a, a faith that comes from that. There's a, an endurance that comes from that. There's so many people that don't have any roots. They're like that, that seed, you know, that ground that catches root quick, but it get dries up, get, gets dried up. So, Lord, we just, we just come against intimidation this morning come against shame this morning we say no more shame no more fear
All right. Good morning. Today's a great day. <clears throat> um, had a little bit of a sore throat going on, and then after that, hopefully I'll make it through. <clears throat> so, all right. Wow, how are you guys doing? You doing good? Yeah. <clears throat> so, that was so awesome. We just did that you are a good thing, because that, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about a father who is good and who never, ever lets us down. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, do we have paper and pens? Or if you don't, just open up your phone in the notes. That might be easier. If you guys have something to write on real quick. I'll just make this super quick. So as they're passing out the, <clears throat> as they're passing out the, um, the paper and pens, I want to do something real quick here. So we're going to take a moment and uh, think without limits. Okay? So, so let's daydream for just a minute. <clears throat> if you're a parent, I want you to think about your kids. If you're not a parent yet, think about your future kids. Or if you don't have kids, think about someone you want to leave an inheritance to, okay? And let's daydream for just a minute. If you were a billionaire, you had endless resources, endless houses and vehicles and everything, what kind of inheritance would you want to leave to your kids? And I want you to write that down. Obviously, we all want to leave a spiritual inheritance. I know that. But today I want to talk about physical things. Like as far as, as money, um, do you want to leave them a college fund? What, what would be your dream inheritance to leave your kids and or your grandkids? And let's take just a minute and write that down. Go ahead and be extravagant about it. Think without limits. When you got it, go ahead and look back up at me. Good? Okay. Did you guys get some extravagant stuff on there? All right. So Matthew 7, 9 through 11 says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then know you're evil and <clears throat> know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So what I want to do today is I want to go head on on a potentially controversial subject. Ooh. <laughs> but I feel like what I'm going to share on today is actually going to become a pillar in our beliefs here at the church. And I know Pastor CJ has touched on it and, and Pastor Lisa, um, but I just want to reinforce that today and really, really establish it. 
And it really gets down to God is good and he's never going to let us down. <clears throat> so we know that God wants to meet our needs, right? But what about our wants? What about those desires of our hearts? We know that God can meet our needs, but can we believe God for the more than enough? Psalm 37.4, and I'm, I didn't give them scriptures back there. Actually, if you guys want to look them up on your phone, I thought that would be fun today. It would be a little interactive and old school. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> So Psalm 37.4, and I'm going to go quickly. So I'm looking at the Amplified Classic. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. So when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires and secret petitions of our heart. But how far does that go, and what's okay? I think a lot of us might have an unspoken limit in our heart to just how far it is okay to believe God to meet those desires in us. So, <clears throat> so what am I going to talk about today? I didn't go looking for this. I didn't set out to find God for a like, prosperity message. <laughs> it literally was dropped on my doorstep. And I'm not saying literally because that's a cool thing to say. Like, seriously, stuff was coming to my doorstep, okay? <laughs> and uh, it, it started about a year and a half ago uh, when Taylor bought me these Converse shoes and left them at that doorstep to my office over there. And I don't think she had any idea what she was opening up that day. But from that moment on, God started sending me gifts, big and small, to prove how good of a father he is. And to break down things in my uh, theology of, of who he was and what he wanted to do for me. So I'm just going to share with you my experience. Is that okay? And then we're going to get into some word, which is my favorite. Okay. So I have a list here of some things that happened. And uh, so I got the Converse Shoes, a Teresa Dedman conference, which you guys know her. She's a creativity lady who's awesome. And someone amazingly gifted me with a conference to go visit her. Um, a Home to Sweet Stay. This was a big one, okay? So I'm talking about things that God gave me here. Um, so I like Starbucks. And I spent some time in the Starbucks line and they were building those home two suites over there. You know that? Yeah. And uh, so I was sitting in line one day, and I just saw that place. And I was like, man, I'd like to see in there someday. Isn't that random? I'd like to see in there. I Like, the design looked cool. Maybe because I'm a graphic designer. I don't know. Um, but I just kind of mentioned that. I was like, man, I'd like to go in there someday. Well, when we went to this Teresa Dedman conference, um, these people gifted us with a, a night stay and everything. And we're walking up to the hotel and I look up at the sign, and it says Home 2 Suites, and, and it's in Edmond. And I'm like, that sounds really, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> and my mind was totally blown. And we got to stay in this amazing room and everything. And not only did I get to see in there, I got to stay at that place. And I was like, God, like that was a major paradigm-shifting moment. I was like, God, th that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not going to die if I don't go see this hotel. But he was meeting a desire, a random, unnecessary desire in my heart. Why would he do that? It is just mind-blowing. So we're going to continue. Okay, um, coffee. Like I said, I really enjoy coffee, like daily coffee, good coffee. <clears throat> um, and God told me, if you honor the budget, 
My husband and I wrote a budget. He said, if you honor the budget, I'll take care of the rest. And I was like, okay, I'll take you up on that. Well, our budget was for about $20 every month, which if I go to Starbucks, that's like four coffees. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, four coffees in a 30-day month, that's going to be a problem. Um, <laughs> but God totally lavished coffee on me. I got in my email, I got um, free coffee every single day for a month at Panera. Just came to my email. And they, it wasn't like a spam or anything. It really worked. Um, I got gift cards. People randomly would give me coffee. I, and, and again, I was just blown away. I was like, God, why, why do you care about coffee? It is not a need. I can stop whenever I want. Um, it's, just a, it's just a desire. But he was meeting that desire in me. Um, peanut butter on the doorstep. This, is, this phrase has actually kind of become a phrase that Amid and I use now. <laughs> so um, when I was pregnant with uh, Journey, I, one day I was at home, and we lived way out, so I couldn't like pick up and go to the store. And I don't even think I had a vehicle that day. So I couldn't go to the store, and I was really wanting some peanut butter. Like, that was almost a need. And, um, <clears throat> and I was like, man, I wish we had peanut butter. And I went all day. We didn't have any in the house or anything. Omid comes home from work about 6 o'clock, and he's like, hey, this box was on the porch. I was like, oh, thanks. I, I open it, random box. There was peanut butter in the box. <laughs> peanut butter had been on my doorstep all day long. <laughs> Through the whole craving day. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> and if you want the details on these stories, I can give them to you later. But... Um, uh, while I was pregnant with uh, Journey, I asked the Lord for three pairs of maternity jeans and jean shorts. A friend said a few days later, she was in worship. God had told her to buy me some maternity pants. And she got me exactly what I'd asked for, three pairs of pants and some shorts. Um, a Rainbow Lake vacation. So, um, so this all happened in the past year and a half, okay? So my husband and I really needed a vacation really bad. <laughs> that was a need. And um, we were really trying to save. We're really frugal and really, really try to be responsible with our finances. And we were saving to try to go on this vacation because we don't want to use debt. And, um, but the car repairs kept eating our savings. Did you want to have that happen before? <clears throat> and that happened multiple times. But every time I would leave from getting our car fixed, I would say, God, I know that you can provide just like that a far better vacation than we could save for in months. And that happened at least three times, I think. Well, guess what? My grandma at a family reunion randomly called me over. She's like, hey, come talk to me. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I go talk to her, and she said, hey, I want to bless you and Omid before the baby comes with a vacation. Here's $2,000. Go do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Talk about mind blown. So we got to go. It was the best vacation we've ever had. We got to go trout fishing by a lake for a whole, a whole uh, week in Colorado. And uh, let me tell you, that was the only vacation I've ever been to that I didn't want to come home. So, <laughs> um, let's see. A meal for my worship team's last rehearsal. So it was in my heart um, to. I wanted to bless my team because. Uh, whenever we finished up our, our run and everything. But, but at the time, our finances were super tight, 
And the church's finances were super tight. So there was like no budget at all to even do anything. And I was like, man, God, I really want to do this for my team. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit later about God providing seed to the sower. But this is just a little preview. <clears throat> and uh, anyways, I, I got with God and prayed about it. And he said, why don't you make him a, a pancake dinner? I was like, okay, I can do that. Check, check. There? Okay, cool. <clears throat> anyways, long story short, somehow I came home with more food than we purchased or gave at that. <clears throat> um, let's see. This is an awesome one. I asked for half and half in my coffee one day. I was at work. That's a tiny thing, right? Does the God of the universe care about half and half in your coffee? <laughs> and I like real half and half, not the mini moves. Those are not good. Okay. <laughs> what is a mini moo anyways? <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, I asked God for half and half for my coffee. Seriously, a few minutes later, there's a knock on my door, and it's Mariah. She was in town, and she goes, here you go. She hands me a flat white. And... For the coffee drinkers, a flat light is like way above uh, just half and half, okay? So it was like, I asked for something and God gave me even better. Again, just a desire that didn't matter. Um, He's given us lunches and date nights. Um, Multiple times I'd be working here at the church and just kind of have a thought, I'm hungry. And seriously, minutes later, I'd get a phone call, hey, we're going to bring you some lunch over. Wow. Every single time. I just, it just breaks me. God is so good. Um, during my pregnancy with Journey, there was an Amazon package on the door, it seemed like every day, from my mom. She was so excited, and she provided everything that Journey could ever need, all the best of everything. How's your faith doing? Is it coming up a little bit? How's, how's the testimony doing for that? Um, I wanted to do a craft day for our girls and for my little sister. And I asked God for the money and the, the supplies to be able to do that. God provided that faithfully. We were able to do that all this all summer. Um, I wanted a wardrobe for our room, like a little furniture thing, because um, we had limited closet space. Anyways, I, I was like, God, I'd like to have a wardrobe. Well, just a few days, like three days later, my dad calls, and they're working on moving. And he's like, hey, we have this old wardrobe. Do you want this? I didn't even know they had one. So we got that. It was exactly what I'd wanted. <clears throat> um, I asked God for a, a rich chocolate truffle one day. <laughs> also potentially a pregnancy craving. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I wasn't about to spend $4 on a bite of chocolate, okay? That was just not in the budget. Well, anyways, just a few days later, a friend comes up, hands me $20, and she said, hey, go buy something with this for you, go buy Journey some chocolate. <laughs> okay. Um, this one really blew my mind because I was having attitude the day, believe it or not. Um, because we had to stay in town for, um, Omid had a meeting, and we lived way far away um, and way across the universe in Perkins. And so if we were wanted to stay in town, we just had to stay all evening. And so I was like, man, we're going to have to spend money on food. And it just turned into a big ordeal. And anyways, I Googled kids eat free on Monday nights. And Mojo's popped up. And we're like, okay, whatever, let's go to Mojo's. <laughs> and uh, so we go in there, and I'm still being grumpy. And uh, we sit down and order our food and stuff. I open up my silverware, and there's a coupon in my silverware for a $20 gift card. 
Yeah. Like, we happened to be there on this promotion day, and I happened to get $20 in my silverware. So that day, we paid $3.15 for dinner. <laughs> and we tipped the lady really good, too. Um, I asked the Lord for some bigger t-shirts when Journey was getting closer for reasons that you understand. And uh, just a little bit later, this was another God gave me better than I asked for. A friend said, hey, I want to take you shopping. She took me on a shopping day, bought me multiple outfits, and just, just lavished on me. And she was good at picking out clothes, which I really appreciate. My mind was just blown. We were believing God for money for Christmas, and a friend uh, gave us $100 and said, God told me this morning to get this to you. He said, you're believing and more is coming. Um, so I need to mention that all of this happened while, while my husband and I were experiencing one of the hardest financial times we've ever had. Um, between both of us, I would say, in our entire life. Um, just lots of things happened all at once. And um, so at that one of the lowest points, I, I went on a random lunch with a friend, and I walked into the sandwich place, and I see out of the corner of my eye this older gentleman in a wheelchair, and I, I think he's looking at me, and so I'm just kind of like looking at the menu, <laughs> and he says, excuse me, I was like, oh, hi, he says, are you a Christian? I was like, um, yeah, totally taken off guard, I'm getting a sandwich, and um, he said, well, I, I never do this, he said, but I really feel like I'm supposed to give you a prophetic word. Um, he said, sometimes God gives me things to encourage people. He said, God says that, that you have been going through a, a really difficult financial time. And he says, he know, it's been really hard. He says, but God's about to break through for you, and he's about to do something really big in your finances. That was at a sandwich place. I felt treasure hunted. It was awesome. <laughs> um. So here's the big ones, and I hope I can contain myself. We were given $10,000 to buy a house. <sighs> we, were, um, we were believing God for a debt-free baby. Because like I said, this was a really hard financial time, and babies cost a lot to have. I, I didn't even do any of the fancy stuff, and it was still expensive. It's like thousands of dollars. Anyways, uh, we, we were believing. I, I was praying diligently. I was like, God, I believe that Journey's going to be born debt-free. Um, so we were making payments faithfully throughout this time and everything. And, uh, but she came, and we, we were still getting bills, and I, I figured we still had about $3,500 left. So I called to set up payments. The lady on the other end of the phone says, I'm looking at your account, and I only see about $124. And I was like, What? <laughs> And she says, yeah, let me check your other account. She checked it. She's like, yeah, that's all you owe. I was like, okay. <laughs> Don't look any farther. It'll be fine. <laughs> so I paid the $124 and Journey's debt-free. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we needed more income. I, I needed a, a, a job, and now I had a baby, and so working for myself just wasn't working out because that takes a lot more time. Well, I got an awesome new job, and I get to bring Journey with me. It's a part-time job. It's really good. Um, and last weekend, we moved into our new house. Yep. <clears throat> so as you can see, the things... You want me to switch it? 
Okay. Yeah, this is from Pastor CJ. Please pause for this commercial interruption. Hello? Is it good? Yeah. All right, awesome. Now I can wave at you guys. <laughs> um, so you can see that things just kept getting bigger, from Converse shoes to a vacation to thousands of dollars. And um, at one point, you know, honestly, this started to get funny. Like, I'd be like, God, I want some coffee. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but it, seriously, it got to where it was, it was funny. Like, I'd come home and be, oh, me, guess what God did today? And I had this thought, you know, it's almost like whenever I ask God, I expect that I'll receive it. Oh. What? That is a novel concept, right? <clears throat> so let's look at James 1, 5 through 8. If you guys have your Bibles, go ahead and pull them out. This is so fun, doing it together. I'm looking at the NIV. It says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by, by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So, if we are unsettled in our belief that God wants to bless and provide for us, or heal for us, or forgive us, then how can we expect to receive it? And honestly, I would read that verse and, and like ask God for wisdom or for help or something and be like, oh no, am I double-minded? I don't know, am I being double-minded right now? Because it says, don't be double-minded, you won't receive it. <laughs> but it's really not a matter of worrying about if you're double-minded or not. It's a matter of, are you settled in your heart that God wants to do this? Are you settled in your heart about his will? And really, that confidence in your heart about what God wants to do, that is faith. And we know that faith is that substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Our faith is what brings the provision that God already has for us in the spiritual realm, and it manifests it in the physical realm. And that's when we see it come. So God is not, like, angry or or mad at his double-minded children, right? They're just unsettled in their hearts, and they can't receive without moving in faith, right? Okay, so, so this is the big controversial question. Does God want to bless us? And just how much? Should missionaries live in rags? Or should pastors drive broken down vehicles? Does extreme financial blessing mean corruption? Or is it something that we should believe to receive? I went to the word honestly asking. So let's look at the word together. And we're going to look at some familiar, familiar verses, and let's expect to see something new today, okay? Are, are we finishing 11.30? No. There's six minutes. Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, so let's talk about today a more than enough mindset, and if you are a note taker with uh, titles, the title is Loving Well, Representing a Generous Father. Today is part one, a more than enough mindset. <clears throat> so as I looked at what Jesus did, a lot of what Jesus was extremely lav- what Jesus did was extremely lavish. And most of the time the need was met and there was leftovers. 
So one of the obvious ones, Jesus fed the 5,000. Um, that's in Matthew 14, 13 through 21, and John 6, 5 through 14, if you're taking notes. Also, you can Google it. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> so Jesus fed the 5,000 so that everyone was full. And verse 20 says that they ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of extras. So if having more than enough was wrong, then Jesus just sent the wrong message to 5,000 men plus women and children. Right? Um, Okay, there was overflowing nets of fish more than once. Um, So the guys were fishermen, and for fishermen, fish equal money, right? So again, if, if having more than enough was wrong, Jesus just sent the wrong message to his 12 disciples. Twice. <clears throat> um, let's see, I was going to read through those, but let's skip, okay? Because I want to get to some other stuff. Um, there was the water to wine. That was pretty lavish, right? I don't think wine was in need, but Jesus performed that miracle. Um, Obviously, these examples and the others we can find, they can have uh, spiritual symbolism, right? They're kind of like parables, um, like living parables that Jesus walked out for us. But even, even so, I don't think Jesus would violate the will of the Father in order to make a spiritual point. Right? So, we've, we've established here at NCF the core value that it is God's will to heal us, right? And we believe that God does not put sickness on you to teach you a lesson. Right? Now, I think we've kind of had to work towards that belief system, right? And some of us are still working that out. I think there's areas that I'm working that out in my own life. So, Jesus came and he took care of the curse of the law, which is poverty, sickness, and spiritual death, right? We've got the, the sickness and spiritual death part down, right? We believe Jesus for our healing, and we believe him for our salvation. But what about the poverty part? Do we believe that Jesus really abolished poverty? And what does that look like? How much is the abundance above poverty? Well, so Jesus... Um, Hebrews 1 through, you don't have to turn there because we're almost out of time. It says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So if we've seen Jesus, we've seen the Father, right? So, so what did Jesus illustrate about the Father? To me, he illustrated extravagance. From water to wine, from catches of fish, um, he paid taxes out of a fish's mouth. We know that in heaven... The streets are pure gold. The gates are made of of pearl. There's jasper and precious stones. There's no tears, no pains, and no lack, right? So 2 Corinthians 8 9, this is a good one to pull up on your phone so you can look at it later. I'm going to read the Passion Translation. It says, For you have experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he impoverished himself for our sake, so that by his poverty we could become rich beyond measure. The Amplified, that last part, is abundantly supplied. So, the Promised Land, 
was a land flowing with milk and honey, right? Now, flowing milk and honey is pretty extravagant, I would say. Um, I don't think you need honey to survive. Maybe you did, I don't know. Um, But this was God's will for his people. But the Israelites had to fight for it because enemies had claimed it. The fighting was not to convince God to give it to them. It was God's will for them to have it, and he already given it to them. The fighting was against enemies who tried to steal their inheritance. So Joshua 1, 13 through 15, um, they just crossed the Jordan. It says, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord, your God, has given you a place of rest. He has given you this land. So I believe that God wants to give us a place of financial rest. And that he's given us this land that flows with milk and honey. Um, if, if you keep going in Joshua 1, uh, in verse 14, it says, But your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. How many of you believe that this is territory we might need to conquer? <clears throat> um, stay with them until the Lord gives them rest as he's given you rest. Until they too possess the land the Lord your God has given them. I believe for us, possessing the promised land is not just coming into the sweet by and by someday. I believe our possessing the promised land is receiving on earth as it is in heaven right now. And that we know there's abundance in heaven. We know that there's more than enough. Um, So the Lord has given us a place of rest. Let's see. So rest in our finances. Um, Wow, we're out of time. But that, that includes good stewardship, walking in biblical principles with your money, and believing God for your provision. So, so you can't just go crazy and believe God to meet your needs. That's obvious, right? I <laughs> just wanted to make sure that was obvious. Um, but, but I believe that the flowing milk and honey, it's flowing. It's not jars of milk and honey where there's an end. That there, it's flowing, and God is an eternal God, and he wants to meet our needs forever and ever. And I'll leave with this statement, okay? I had like four other pages, but we'll save it as a cliffhanger for next week. Um, Just because the prosperity message has been distorted and misused does not mean it isn't truth. It's part of our inheritance as God's children. So here's your question for the week. Will you let the sin of others, their misuse of that message, rob you of your inheritance? All right, and it's, say it again. Okay. Just because the prosperity message has been distorted and misused does not mean it isn't truth. It's part of our inheritance as God's children. Will you let the sin of others rob you of your inheritance? Amen. It's 11.32. (laughs) Do you, do you want me to pray or? Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, let's stand if you want to. <clears throat> All right. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we just believe in the power of what happened this morning as we were declaring that you are good and that you, you'll never let us down. God, we believe that's true. And we give you permission this week to show yourself as a generous father. 
Father, would you break down any walls that we've built up from past experience in Jesus' name? And we just set down our, our, our uh, disappointments in Jesus' name. And we, we, God, we want to see you fresh this week in Jesus' name as our provider. And I just release blessing over the people here. I release the testimony of what happened in our life, of, of houses and, uh, and cars. We're still living for a car. Vacations, um, coffee for the coffee lovers, all that stuff. God, I just thank you that you're showing us that you are eternal and you're so big, but you care about the small things and the big things. And I bless every person here. And God, I just thank you that you're establishing this as a new pillar in our house. In Jesus' name, amen.